Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Hello friends welcome to this episode of Business Lines State of Economy podcast Indian exports crucial to keep the country's balance of payments in check have not been performing well for several months now In fact for six consecutive months between February and July 2023 There has been a consistent decline compared to exports in the previous year. It is not just petroleum exports hit by low global prices that have gone down, but decline is also across other important sectors such as gems and jewelry, engineering products and chemicals. With the WTO predicting just a 1.7% increase in world trade in 2023 compared to 2.7% last year, and Russia's war with Ukraine showing no signs of ending, the future may appear a bit uncertain. I have with me today Mr Arun Garodia chairman of the Engineering Export Promotion Council of India to explain to us what exactly is ailing the export sector and what lies ahead exports uh, as i was just uh, discussing have been going down for the last few months could you just give us a snapshot of what are the factors which you would attribute it to the global economy this has faced uh... huge challenges in the year 2022 including the impact of the war in ukraine so the cost of living crisis and the major slowdown in china these factors really led to slower than expected global growth of 3.2% and a decline in the global trade the war in ukraine had a significant impact on our international trade exposing many vulnerabilities in the global economy and the trading system as such a new report which was constituted by a boston consulting group predicts that world trade will grow at a rate of just 2.3% per year through the year 2031 which is really less than the projected global economic growth of 2.5% as envisaged well the conflict in ukraine is a primary force in shifting the trade patterns across the countries along with the other factors like the decreasing reliance on uh, western nations on trade with china and the rise of economic blocks such as asean let me test the case of engineering sector especially it is the metal sector which has been the most significant contributor to the decline this is the resultant of uh, weakening uh, global demand and the latest news has indicated that global demand for steel weakened further with slower offtake from china's construction sector which is under slowdown at the same time let me tell you the excess supply from china has kept strict check on steel prices we should know that the similar concerns including the banking crisis in the us have also affected demand and price of other metals such as copper aluminium lead and zinc and so on it is reflecting in india's export performance as well which indicated a sharp decline in the exports to some of the major economies of the world wherein they are the trade partners like usa european union countries and china we expect the situation is further expected to worsen with the implementation of cbam regulations by the european union then the debt crisis also led to decline in exports to south asia india's immediate neighborhood garodia you just mentioned you know how uh, big uh, markets for india 
you know the eu and the us um, you know where the demand and even china's economy is not so well so uh, going forward do you see the demand situation somewhat improving in uh, these countries uh, well let me tell you for the second quarter of uh, 2023 the untard uh, nauka suggests a slowdown in the global trade growth which is pointing to recently downgraded world economic forecasts and the factors such as uh, continuous inflation the financial vulnerability which are taking place the war in ukraine and geopolitical tensions all across according to this report the outlook for global trade in the second half of 2023 is really pessimistic as negative factors dominate the positive ones and according to wto the volume of uh, world merchandise is expected to grow only by 1.7% this year following 2.7% growth in the last year that is 2022 since demand is low in traditional markets and because of you know the particular situation that is existing in those economies high inflation um so uh, do you think that uh, it is it is time to start diversifying our markets and how feasible is it to you know do so well uh, to thrive in the competitive landscape in the globally which is existing today trade diversification is very crucial that you mentioned just now this will help distribute the risk associated with the economic uncertainties and uh, reduces the reliance on only few markets that we are depend upon today we are contemplating our country needs to focus more on the emerging markets such as uh, african countries and the latin america let me tell you that india is already negotiating in the fta with the common market for eastern and south africa which is called comesa which consists of 19 countries in the eastern and southern africa similarly another pta is getting negotiated with the southern african customs union which is known as the saiku which has five countries of southern africa and then india is again negotiating bilateral fta with mauritius as well so it is expected that implementation of these ftas would help in boosting to this these regions also as you know currently we have uh, two preferential trade agreements in place with mercosur which consists of uh, brazil colombia argentina uruguay and paraguay and chile as well respectively the scope of these agreements is quite limited currently and does not encompass most engineering products we have been requesting government and trying for expansion of these pts into free trade agreements which is of great significance and importance for our country currently there are so many there there are so many various factors which are basically you know affecting how the world demand is um, shaping up going forward even like engineering goods you would say is basically you know the the demand for engineering goods from india would be a factor of all those uh, things that are playing in the global arena yeah certainly that is going to be mm-hmm. right so uh, you know you've already talked about the need for diversification of markets and you know how new ftas need to be forged and how ptas need to be converted into ftas but right. uh, what about these these big ftas that india is negotiating with you know the eu the uk and canada to what extent do you think these ftas can help in you know a recovering demand okay i will explain you that uh, the free trade agreements which has emerged as a pivotal strategies in enhancing exports especially from our country like we know that uh, two 
recently signed FTAs, one with the UAE and another was in Australia. These agreements have uh, really yielded substantial results, and there has been an upswing in the engineering exports, which has really done very well currently. And we expect that these uh, uh, FTAs are really going to come forward and give us a big rewards in future also. Similarly, the FTAs which are being negotiated at, at very advanced stage now, it's the European Union, uh, UK, and Canada. So these are very important markets for engineering products as such. We all know that. Traditionally, we have been exporting to these markets. So once these FTAs are successfully implemented, I'm sure it will definitely help us in uh, big growth of the engineering products we are looking at. This big FTAs that are being negotiated, that is something something really to look forward to. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, right. So, you know, we have discussed how, you know, the downturn in the Chinese economy is having an adverse effect on uh, demand and how it is adversely affecting exports. But, you know, it is also another way of looking at it because Chinese economy is uh, doing badly. So may also turn into an opportunity for India in terms of if there are markets that they are vacating. Do you see that happening? Yes, you are very rightly pointed out that and we all are looking at that opportunity. Because the whole world is looking at a China plus one strategy. Wherever we go in the developed countries or even the developing countries, everywhere China plus one chapter is being talked about. So this chapter has become really very vital for India to capitalize on this growth. We need to build up our capacity. We need to look into the foreign markets and get into the globally aiming, spreading out all our supply sources and become uh, important uh, you know, destination. Everybody should look at India in the future. Even the several major economies, they are committing investments within India because of China one policy. So, President of the World Bank, as you know, has envisaged a crucial opening for India for manufacturing jobs by capitalizing on the China plus one strategy. And this opportunity is really, we are looking at uh, expanding uh, at a future trend of, say, between three to five years' time where we, we need to capitalize and start getting into the supply chain network all over the globe so that uh, alongside China, we don't have to depend on Chinese people. And the whole world starts trusting India upon the China plus one policy. And uh, in the essence, let me tell you that the global economy is actively exploring options beyond China, which is very, very vital today. Russia is another big market which, you know, India may look at tapping you know and the fact that russia needs to import from india uh, more from india because of of uh, you know if they want to make the rupee payment mechanism successful you know over the last one year we have seen that the increase in exports that we expected has not been happening you know russia is not buying more from india despite the fact that it would really help it because in that because they it can then use the rupee balance that has been accumulating in its account very positively. So uh, why do you think that, uh, you know, more imports are not taking place to Russia, exports are not taking place to Russia? And uh, how can the situation be changed? See, it is like this. Government of India, along with Commerce Ministry, Department of Financial Services, along with the Reserve Bank of India, everybody is trying their level best. We have also participated in many meetings jointly. We have met Russian embassy, we have met the Sabar Bank and all that, their chief in India. We are trying to settle this score so that uh, the thing should become very seamless. Because this uh, Russian action in Ukraine, this is spoiling everything. 
and uh, this trade in settlement in Indian rupees is not really coming up as seamlessly because the banks in India they are scared of the U.S. sanctions. In case if they accept any documents, then U.S. sanctions might come in upon them. So we have been requesting Reserve Bank of India and Finance Ministry as well to simplify this process somehow or other, so that this time it's very very crucial to grow the exports. I would like to share something with you. You will see the data of the current year also. That it has really the exports to Russia has jumped up by almost two hundred percent compared to the last year. So this is a direct result of a Russian demand. They want to import more and more from India, whether in Indian rupee or in the hard currency. So this is a resultant of that. Right. So so you are hopeful that if the banks sort it out amongst themselves, then there is a huge opportunity for exports from India to grow in Russia. It's really going to be a big growth for India for Russia and export for exports from India to Russia. Right. So you already mentioned about you know the EU's CBAM, the Carbon Border Adjustment Mechanism. So from October, it is you know tra transitionally it is uh, coming into into place because I think there would be these reporting requirements, and from two thousand twenty six, they would be imposing these carbon taxes. So uh, to what extent is the Indian industry prepared for this? You know, do people know what to do? You know, how to go about uh, giving the required data to the EU, and how do you see? This new thing affecting exports. The CPM is really a big cause of real worry for the engineering industry because the engineering industry is directly related to CPM, the carbon, the footprint, That's particularly right. the steel and the aluminium, because they consume lot of you know power by way of fossil fuel and things like that. So we are keeping an eye. We are trying to have more sessions on CPM with the experts and the consultants. So that uh, we see how things are unfolding, and we are likely to getting continuously engaged with the government also to get ready and tackle this hurdle which has been created by EU. And uh, I am sure the biggest steel plants today, like the steel, aluminium, and copper, they are all trying to settle the things how the process has to be adopted and how they are going to shift to their energy needs. Although the energy sector is not going to be. Calculated for the carbon footprint currently, but sooner or later it might come in. So everybody is trying to focus very much on the carbon footprint on CBAM, and I'm sure some solutions will start forthcoming in next two to three months' time. Mr. Gorodia, as you highlighted, this time is not the easiest for exporters. You know, be it from any country, uh, and so also from India. So uh, at this time, what kind of help does the community expect from the government? we have been urging the government to more engage with the european union on government to government basis our aim is to persuade them to rethink the decision that taken regarding the carbon taxes we are aiming that if they can uh, uh, relieve the pressure on msmes in india that would go to a large extent for developing the things maybe more time is given to msme sector in india So that we can develop more ways and means and do the things properly, so that the CBM issue is resolved. And uh, then we believe that uh, India EU FTA this will definitely bring in the desired results, and uh, we can definitely look at uh, big things. Like on the CBM again, the cost involves a substantial. MSMEs may not be able to really digest that much uh, cost from their own kitty. So we have requested government to. Come forward and help and assist the MSME sector 
in the setting up you know the uh, energy audits and the cost for procedural things and all those things so this backing particularly from the government for msme sector is uh, very very vital for their survival as well as the growth of the economy thank you so much mr garodia for you know painting such a clear picture for our uh, listeners you know on what is happening to the export sector so looking forward to having you back thank you